We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I tell you, I love being on with you, honey. It's what I love to do on a Sunday night is gab with you. And, of course, we have some time to talk. We know that the Super Bowl is going on, honey. We are paying attention. My mother is watching it tonight. My siblings are watching it tonight. And I get a chance to get some updates and hopefully give them to you as well. Jonathan Lois, you just heard him talk about all the games right before the 7 o'clock hour. Jonathan, it's so exciting um, that these two teams are playing. Were you hoping and wishing that it might have been the L.A. Rams against the L.A. What were they? Oh, the Chargers? The Yeah, the two L.A. teams. Would you have rather seen that? Heck no. I know. <laughs> I'm still a little bit bitter. Don't try. I got to watch football game because I'm a sports dork. But don't bring up football game if you can because, again, there was a chance that the Kansas City team could have got the Super Bowl if they hold on to a lead. Two weeks ago, the AFC Championship game. Now I'm bitter about it, and so that's it. I knew you were going to bring up your city, man. I knew it. I knew it. Good Lord. Okay, so here we are um, at halftime, right? It is halftime, yes. And we are talking about 13 for the L.A. Rams and 10 for the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, as we look look at that, and it goes into um, right after the the, the, – the big musical experience that Mary J. Blige and a lot of the hip-hop artists. Are you excited about watching that, or do you just kind of think, eh? It's, again, with... I've only been able to watch the Super Bowl in its entirety or had the chance to in the last dozen years. I've only had a, had a chance to do it maybe three times because yeah. usually I was I was... Where I am standing right now, behind a soundboard in downtown Minneapolis, running this show. And so you, you, you can have the game on, you can see the visuals, but because you're here, you're working, you're in studio, you don't have a chance to listen. And right. so I could see all the video I want to, but it's not, especially for the, for the halftime shows, it's not going to make any difference if you don't have the sound. There you go. It, it, but, you know, you have watched for years. You and I have worked together for a while now. And I remember being in studio and you would watch the game on one of the monitors. We had it, we had it on. And it, it, we it, did. It would be in, unprofessional, I would say, unprofessional for us to completely bypass this game. I, 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 understand, I understand that there are people that don't give a hoot about it. They'd rather watch the puppy bowl or the kitten bowl or the snow that's falling outside. Don't they, mess with the kitten and puppy they, bowl. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying that's what they pr- would prefer to watch. 
No, and, no, and I'm they, just saying they, they, they they don't there care. are and gazillions of people that watch that. I know, but I'm saying, <laughs> and those people don't care about the football. They could care less about the football. They care less about the commercials, the halftime show, all of that stuff that surrounds this game, this event. But to completely ignore it on our part, I would think would be unprofessional. Man, you know, I, I keep getting a throwback in my head to 2018 where we had the uh, Super Bowl right here. And um, I have fond memories of, you know, some people that I hadn't seen in a long time. I worked with Terry. In fact, the Steels worked with um, Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam. They put that huge stage up almost in the middle, you know, so close, so close to the Dayton's building and so close to um, the stadium. But um, there were people that I met, you know, at some parties and things like that. And, and they said to me, oh, you know, you guys are so sweet. You guys are wonderful. But I'm never coming back to Minnesota. Yeah. And thank God it's not here this year because it's been freezing. I'm, to be <laughs> honest, this weekend kind of mirrored what happened in yep. 2018. It was, it's That's about right. the same. That's right. Because I remember Man, the week before the Super Bowl, you – folks performed yes we did at, at the, the super bowl performed. live on nicolette mall and That's i right. i actually decided to because i wasn't working sundays at that point i was working saturdays so i decided to take uh some time and come downtown and no maybe i did work that Sunday. I th- actually no I, I apologize i think i did work that sunday mm-hmm. and i walked up and down nicolette a little bit and i saw you all performing you did? I did. I, I stuck around for a couple minutes and watched y'all perform, and I said, what the heck am I doing outside? And I ran <laughs> for the nearest building. Where's the support? Come on. Hey, the did support, J.D. have his the, coat on or he didn't have his coat on? The support was was cheering you on in spirit from the Wells Fargo <laughs> no. building. No. No. <laughs> Okay, thank you for cheering us on. But seriously, <laughs> I mean, I remember how many people were out there. It was a lot of people out there. It was to it, see I was, us. I was pleasantly surprised at how many people came out because it yeah. was brutal. Oh, it, it was, was brutal. brutal. Billy was trying weekend. to play with his fingers, right? So he had those gloves oh. where the tips of your fingers are, you no. know, are, uh-uh. are out. No, no. And then our saxophonist Kenny Holman of the Hornheads, who traveled with Prince for like years, he couldn't reach. He went for a high note, and all it said was. Hey! You know, yes. It was bad. That's what happens. And they had heat lights where the heat kept going up. It never came down on us. I tell you, we I, were freezing. I'm sorry. No amount of heat lamps, no amount of sunlight is really good. There are people out there that, that think, you know, sunlight is fine. Once you have sun out there, you'll be fine. You'll be warm enough. In my opinion, there's no amount of sunlight that can, that can get you back up from five above to comfortable to a comfort level so i felt like 25 below that's what it it did uh by the way my lips would i mean i thought my lips were gonna fall off i was gonna say goodbye say a prayer put some vaseline on them so they have a nice journey you know (laughs) by by the way um they have some sort of stage set up and now uh joining the the cast that was assembled at the uh halftime show is uh 50 cent Oh, of course. 50 Cent, Cent is, and then is Who's the one that's out front of all of them? The one that made super big money. What's his name? Can you tell me the names of all of it? I knew it was Mary Jane Blige. So it's Mary Jane Blige, Dr. Yep. Dre, Snoop yep. Dr. Dre, that's who I'm talking about. Yeah. He looks the same. 
He does. He he doesn't look. He's 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 finally starting to show his age just a little bit, but it's taken yeah. a long time for him to start showing his age. How old is he? Uh, I think he's mid fifties, late fifties. He might be closer to. Oh yeah, I think he's. I think he's mid fifties, like fifty five, fifty six. Let me check. Let me tell you something, though, while you're waiting. Um, the bottom line for me lately is that I've been watching the politicians and the news people, and I am stunned. Somebody has some new formulas or something for, you know, your face and neck, and, you know, instead of getting a cosmetic lift, I don't know what they're using. Have you seen Nancy Pelosi lately? Because I saw her on television a few days ago, and this woman looks like she's 40 years old. Okay. Maybe okay. 45. Wait, time out, time out, time out. Time I'm not kidding time you. Out. She's 80 time something. Time out. You got to look at her picture. I've seen Nancy Pelosi in the last couple months. There ain't no mm-hmm. way she looks 45. I'm talking about yesterday I saw her. Let me tell you, dude, pull her up. You Pull her up right now and see if you can see the picture of Nancy Pelosi. It was just shocking. She looks so young. She's just, oh, my gosh. Did you pull it up? Yeah. I still, I still don't see forty-five. You don't see forty-five. I don't see it. Oh, I say, gosh. I say maybe like okay. You 50, see her in the fifty-eight no, pull to sixty. Up, no, well, pull up, pull up images of Nancy Pelosi. I have one up one, from she, okay, she was the on, one in the blue she's on suit. ABC, ABC's uh, uh, this week, uh, this morning, and and uh, they have a video shot of her. And no, I wouldn't say forty-five. If you look at the picture of her in the in the baby blue suit. I'm, she seriously does, man. You need you need glasses. I can't believe I'm on News Talk 830. Yeah. Cyber creeping, cyber stalking Nancy Pelosi. This is I am is not this, cyber stalking this, anyway. Is this, is Are this, you? Is this a low That's point so in my creepy. career? In my, oh my media God. career where I'm on the air cyber stalking Nancy Pelosi? Seriously? <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, by I think she looks amazing. And by the way, yeah. Dr. Dre is fifty six. Fifty six. He looks. He looks great. He looks fantastic. So it's Fifty Cent, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Uh, and no, then no, no, no. Fifty Cent was was added because it was supposed to be Dre, Snoop, Mary J. Blige, and Eminem. No Snoop or no, 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 no Eminem. No, 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 no Snoop and Eminem were were part of the the foursome that were supposed to be on this, and I guess they had some other people that were. Oh, uh, and Kendrick Lamar. I'm sorry, Kendrick Lamar was supposed Kendrick was part. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, so oh, it was five. It was five people that were named, and then Fiddy was. He must have been just added because he wasn't expected. Really? Yeah, he wasn't part of the the, the people on that list of names. Wow, so, I have a, but, but a cousin they, who works with Kendrick. But there there have been special guests that have been. Uh, joining the Super Bowl acts for the last few years. You'll see the headliner, and then you may have one or two other acts that show up that were unannounced at the beginning. My favorite one where there were two acts, no, three acts. It was Chris from Coldplay. Um, Chris and Martin. Quid Marson, uh, Beyonce, and, of course, Little Dude, which I just love him. I just want to pick him up and stroke his back. Okay, you know who I'm talking about, right? You know talking, I'm talking about, about Bruno Mars. Exactly. Little dude. Little dude. You know? Don't underestimate shorter people. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm just, oh, I'm yeah, just he's taken fine. aback by your by your name for me. You just say little dude. Like, little dude. 
I'm just I'm like, are, you. are you talking about Lil Sweet from the Dr. Pepper commercials? I don't know. No, but I love that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> the one that plays Prince. And you know who that is, right? That's that, Justin that Guarini. A, that's right. From? From American, American Idol. American Idol. He was, he was the first ever runner-up right. on American Idol with Kelly That's Clarkson. right, because that was the first year. That's yes. right. He was great. I loved his voice, but he can he can act like Prince so beautifully. So that's I, truly, I mean, he's I'm, not a little dude, but of course technology made him so. Right. And, and I'm happy that he has found uh, a vehicle for him. Uh, I know, because he, she just, wow, blew up. Yeah. She, and it hasn't, been, it hasn't been that way with all the, all the winners of American Idol. It's been kind of, I'd, I'd say maybe a 33% success rate, like, like big, big, big time success, superstar success. 33%? Yeah, out of the winners. You know, I haven't watched American Idol in a long time. I heard it's still going. It is. They they move networks now. They're no longer on uh, Fox. They're on ABC now. And how is that working out? It's still going. It's still I don't watch going. it, but it's still going. <laughs> hey, we got to take a break. We, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back in just a moment. You are listening to Steel Talking, and I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. We'll be back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Woo, this is a throwback. <laughs> What's the name of this one, Jonathan? This would be the next episode. This is in honor of uh, Snoop and Dre, who are, oh, well, who are going go. on right, who are on uh, the mic right now. So oh. next episode. Hey, now, that's awesome. Okay, here's the thing about Snoop Dogg. You know, when he came here to the Twin Cities in 2018, you know, they had that, what is that called at Bethel University, where all the players come to get awards. Uh, African-American or, or, or um, players of color, they come and get awards. Do you know what that's called? I can't remember. I'm, anyway. not, I'm not certain, no. Well, uh, Snoop, Dogg, Snoop Dogg came and, you know, he had, he had um, recorded a gospel album. And it was Faith Evans who came out and sang. 
And he had on a robe, you know, like a bishop's robe almost. And he comes out and, you know, he's letting people know we're about to rock this gospel. And she comes out and that child can blow. You know she's awesome, right? And she comes out and she's singing her heart out. And she has on this cat, you know, like this, uh, the, the onesie, you know, I call it the onesie. It's just a jumpsuit that is clinging to cat, your skin. Cat suit. Cat suit, yeah. right? So yeah. every every ounce of her was showing, except she had this skirt on. Well, then um, she was singing a gospel song, and all of a sudden he came out and un you know un unhinged her skirt, and it fell down, and there she was with that body talking about Jesus. It didn't work out for some people. It didn't work out. <laughs> some Christians were really upset about that move, but that Snoop Dogg, that's who he is. I guess I guess she <laughs> finds Jesus in the club. Oh, absolutely. Do you know that you can actually get a degree in seminary at some seminarians um, uh, actually go for the degree where you um, do a bar ministry? You come sit at a bar and you just wait for someone to come sit next to you. And then they begin a conversation about sports or whatever. And eventually that turns into more of a do you know God? Do you know Jesus? Do you and there's you okay? and there's drinking involved? There's drinking involved. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. So this is a real Christ, deal. The body of Christ has expanded to all your different spirits like rum and vodka. And, ooh. That'd be a, it's communion a, a, somewhere. A body, Come on now. A body of Christ tequila. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Hey, maybe you'll be saved, honey. Maybe you'll know <laughs> Jesus. Honestly. <laughs> First thing you think about, really? Got it from so the holy agave. <laughs> Oh, come on, Jonathan. That's so bad, man. That's just so awful. Okay, I want to let um, everyone know that we've got some great guests tonight. At 7.35, Courtney Jordan Beckler is going to join us. Why? Because we're going to talk about February being the American Heart Month. And um, Courtney Jordan Beckler is the medical director of Healthy Equity and Health Promotion. I'm sorry, Health Equity and Health Promotion for the Heart. Heart Institute Foundation. And what they do is really quite remarkable. And it's important to talk about how important the heart is. I mean, Jonathan, would you say the heart is the most important organ in our bodies? Uh, yes. Um, I, it's either going to be the heart or the brain. Um, exactly. I think the same thing. Yeah. But our skin is organ, too. The That's entire true. thing is one organ. And so, you know, there's so much to think about, you know, because so many of the organs, just one organ can affect all of the others. It's like, you know dominoes <laughs> to see who wins. So yeah, that's gonna happen at seven thirty five. At eight ten we're gonna have Esther Agabe. I got that wrong. Agbed J. Agbed J. Um, another heartbreaking week of bad news in North Minneapolis. State Representative Esther Agave, who represents the area, is joining us. Um, she's going to give us a rundown of the week and talk about the crime at the state legislature, plus an update on some of the big items this year at the Capitol, like surplus money, frontline worker pay. Well, I hope we really do address some of those. They're very important. And then at 835, so what do you do? Sarah Groves is a Christian singer. I have heard her music for decades, it feels like, and um She's going to do uh, talk about who, why she does what she does and who she does it with, right? The organizations that she works with, the type of music that she brings forth, and what she wants to talk about. What is her message in her music? So that's at 835. And then, of course, 9 o'clock hour is all things arts and entertainment. And so in center stage, we are going to talk to Katie Bradley and Louisa Dar. Um, they are with Theater Mew. 
and it's called Man of God. That opens on Wednesday, and Katie Radley is the, I'm sorry, Bradley is the director, so I'm looking forward to talking to her about Man of God. Then Kenny Loggins, we're going to play a little bit of his music. Why? Because Renee Guitar is going to join us to talk about Footloose, which is now open at the Chanhassen. So stay tuned for that discussion at 923. Then at 933, Mark Neurenhausen from Hennepin Theater Trust. He is the president and CEO, and we've got a lot to talk about everything that's coming. You're going to be a little surprised at a couple of them. And then at 9.50, Joe Koala and Marley Ritchie. And Marley Ritchie is Susan Ritchie's um, daughter, and she is just beautiful and so talented. And the Morris Park players are going to do um, falsetto, and I can't wait to hear how she is involved in that. And then at 10 o'clock, the Mom and Michael Hour, my favorite hour. You don't want to miss it. It is today. Um, today is Joey and Michael's um, anniversary. I think it's been 11 years. So I'm really excited to talk to them about all the things that are going on in L.A., all the parties. What are they going to? Uh, my, my nephew, Brandon Steele, is also in Los Angeles. So just really excited uh, to hear from them about that. So stay tuned. A lot coming up in just a moment. Oh, and by the way, Jonathan, can I just ask you one question? If you had been able to go to Los Angeles to see the Super Bowl, are you there? I'm here. Okay, to see the Super Bowl. I just want to know, what would you decide to wear to the Super Bowl? Because you're in L.A. I'm talking like the fashionistas are everywhere. I'm I'm not a fashionista. I wouldn't care. Um, plus, I've heard it's been really hot out there this week, like high 80s, 90, low 90s. Yeah. 90. Yeah. 90 degrees. So I would probably... I, wear I a might sweater show up in and some jeans. jeans. <laughs> I probably show up in some jeans and not some shorts, depending on the air conditioning in the stadium. But I'd probably just keep it light. Keep it light. Yeah. Uh huh. The Minnesota way. <laughs> no, 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 no. Walking outside tonight is not keep it light weather. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's true. All right, we're gonna have to take a break and do a little bit of weather, and then come back with our first guest at seven thirty-five. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. I'm excited for our first guest at 735 tonight because it is American Heart Month. February, all of February is American Heart Month. And every time it comes around, I think about my dear friend. I call her sister girlfriend because she really had um, an incident where she could have lost her life instantly. And thank goodness she made the right decisions on where to go when she had, an, I believe it was a heart aneurysm that had Kind of ripped. And I tell you, it's um, it's amazing what we know now, the new technology of how to deal with the heart and how important it is. It is an important organ. And Courtney Jordan Beckler um, is joining us tonight. She is the medical director of health equity and health promotion for the Heart Institute Foundation. Welcome, Courtney. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on your show tonight. Glad to have you. Okay, it's Heart Month, but the first question I have to ask, do you see the heart as the most important organ of the body? Well, I sure do. I'm, of course, biased, but I think, you know, basically it is the nidus of it all. It Unfortunately, all of us eventually die when our heart fails, so keeping our heart healthy is so key and important to live a great life. 
there's been new technology, new new ways to save the heart, to to fix it. You know, years ago there were there were um, you know the 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 false hearts that they put in. I hate to call it that. I forget yeah. what it's called. Um, but yeah, they put that into the to people, and then it really worked for several years. And then they had to get a replacement, or you had to wait for a donor, that sort of thing. But today, um, how many other ways are there to save the heart? It's amazing. You know, I've been practicing now for 11 years and the amount uh, that has changed just in that last decade between, you know, what we used to do with bypass surgery. Now we can do most of that with stents, you know, where we don't even have to crack the chest open. We've had huge advances in valves. So similarly, we used to have to always do open heart surgery to replace valves. And now we're able to fix those through things that we call transaortic valve replacements. You come in and go home the next day. So it's really been quite tremendous in terms of the advances we've seen. This may sound silly, but every time I hear about all of the advancements uh, with the heart um, over the last two decades, it amazes me because I start thinking about Star Trek. Forgive me. You remember the doctor <laughs> that would have the things that would wave over you to fix it or to see what was yep. going on? We're starting to see some of that, right? We are, yeah. They're actually talking about, you know, technology down the road where you'll be able to work with artificial intelligence to be able to figure out if your symptoms are concerning enough to warrant a visit to the emergency room or if it is simply just heartburn. And so, you know, these are the things that people are trying to figure out when they're at home and wanting to know if they need to get attention. So many Americans believe that they know a whole lot about the heart and that they know what the signs are for stroke and that sort of thing. However, are there, are there um, things that we need to know today that we didn't know yesterday? Well, I guess what I would say that way is that we continue to have huge disparities in heart outcomes. And so, you know, we see, unfortunately, for our populations of color and women, both um, populations that I spend a lot of my time and research on, we don't have the same outcomes. And so I worry that while the signs and symptoms, if you will, haven't changed, we haven't got the word out enough to make sure people aren't second-guessing themselves and that they're seeking attention um, when they need it to make sure they can get these amazing advances that we were talking about. You know, it's interesting when we hear about what we should do if we have something that may feel like a stroke. Um, and, and I used to think, oh, everyone has those same symptoms. Well, we're learning the difference between men and women and their hearts and how they react to a heart attack or something like that. So how, how far do we have to go or how far have we come to really be able to know exactly yeah. what is happening to us with our heart? Well, I think that's a great question. So if you looked at signs and symptoms, particularly for a woman with heart disease, you would see on there things that you would expect like chest pain, jaw pain, arm pain, arm numbness. But then you'd also see nausea, vomiting, depression, fatigue. And so sometimes I'll say to my patients, you know, most of us have experienced one of those symptoms in the last week. But I do feel like People know themselves best, and if you're experiencing something that you've never felt before and it, it feels, you know, icky and scary and frightening, that should be checked out. We should never just simply say, oh, it's probably reflux or heartburn. Uh, it's always better to be checked out and know, get some more biometrics and specifics to know what exactly your heart's doing or your blood pressure in terms of strokes and know that you're safe. 
even though the numbers are down, we still have COVID and trying to get to someone to make sure that they check our heart if we're not quite sure can be very difficult. What do you suggest that we can do to get to the people that could tell us if it's heart attack or a real heart problem that we're experiencing? Yeah, so I think that's a huge point that you're bringing up. Unfortunately, we have seen throughout the pandemic that lots of people have not get, been getting the care that they need, either maintenance care if they already have known heart disease or um, never making it to the emergency room in the first place due to concerns um, with COVID. And so I would strongly encourage people, number one, we have way more virtual health care than we've ever had. So for some people that just want to get some information and ideas about the next test, that can often be done through a virtual visit. Sometimes those are more accessible. But otherwise, like we said in the beginning of the show, this really is life and death things that we're talking about. And so I would just encourage people, the hospitals, the emergency rooms are safe places to be now. And so if there's ever a concern um, for your heart, for a stroke, make sure you seek attention. You're always going to uh, get the care that you need there. Ideally, you're able to do it preventatively by either seeing your general practitioner or a cardiologist. We even do preventative visits so you can come in before you're sick to get screened um, to know what you can be doing to be living a healthy heart life. How do you deal with a swollen heart? So when you say swollen heart, are you thinking like heart failure? Is that kind of um, when your heart gets bigger? Yeah. So sometimes our hearts can get bigger or stretched out either because we had a valve that wasn't going, the blood flow wasn't going in the right direction. So that can be treated. And then usually that will help the heart. Um, Ideally, we do that before the heart gets too big. Another way that we deal with bigger hearts that way is by keeping the blood pressure down. And so that can, that's one of the most common reasons that we see people's heart stretched out like that. And so when when you know your number, in this case, we're talking about 120 over 80 is that goal. But I think it's so important that people know um, if you do have high blood pressure, get it treated. It There's no stigma about that. It's the most common condition that we see. But it, by treating it, we can make sure that your heart never stretches out in the first place. And then, you know, if things do get worse down the road, we do have more advanced technologies like you were talking about in the beginning if the heart really failed. But we want to do as much as we can upstream before it gets to those points. You know, I've lost 30 pounds in the last couple of months, and I uh, maybe the last three months. It amazes me how blood pressure um, works. And, you know, you could be running too quickly to get into your medical doctor to have your blood pressure checked or, or the firehouse to see if they can do it for you. And the bottom line is you have to really calm down to get the correct numbers, correct? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you should be sitting for five minutes with your legs uncrossed before you have your blood pressure checked. So these days, to what you're saying, we, we often prefer the patient-reported blood pressures over what we do in the doctor's office because of exactly what you're saying. Sometimes you're rushed in, and a lot of people are nervous when they're in the clinic and have what we call white coat hypertension, or they get high blood pressure when they're around doctors. So yeah, you want to give yourself a chance to sit down and relax before we take your blood pressure. 
We are talking with Courtney Jordan Beckler, and um, she is the medical director of health equity and health promotion for the Heart Institution Foundation. Now, Courtney, tell us a little bit about um, the Heart Institution Foundation. Yeah, so the Minneapolis Heart Institute Foundation is uh, a separate nonprofit organization that is associated with the Minneapolis Heart Institute, which is based at Abbott Northwestern Foundation, or excuse me, Abbott Northwestern Hospital. And um, this, our, the Heart Institute Foundation was created by the cardiologist that started the Minneapolis Heart Institute. And we produce a ton of research each year. We do a lot of clinical trials, um, and we also serve as education both for physicians, other colleagues, um, as well as the community. So we're really dedicated to advancing um, our mission of eradicating heart disease. Heart disease has been a big piece of uh, the human experience. Um, I would say that it's one of the most important, along with brain um, and how <laughs> they've come so far with, you know, being able to really get people in a better place. Um, and the pharmaceuticals are a bit worrisome when it comes to the heart and the brain. Tell me a little bit about uh, the new um, medicines that are on the horizon that, you know, can make it easier. Or is it that it's not about pharmaceuticals, it's about the way we eat? Yeah, you you bring up some great points. So just to the the part about how we eat. So about 85% of heart disease is preventable. And I always think it's important that people know that our genetics are only about 15%, 1-5%. So it's quite small. So how we move, what we eat, the stress in our life, and how we sleep make a huge difference in that prevention side of things. But then, like we talked about, if we get to a place where we do have certain risk factors that can't be controlled with lifestyle, whether that's high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, all risk factors for developing heart disease, then we do want to get on medications. Um, there's been so many advances. Uh, the one that we most commonly use are often statin drugs to help um, decrease cholesterol and lower your risk of heart attack and stroke. And there's huge advances now in that area where drugs are being piloted now that you actually inject just twice a year that act similar to the way that the statin drugs do. So just in terms of people remembering to take their medicines or having access to them, those types of things, um, the pharmaceutical companies are really trying to alleviate some of those challenges. Um, I think this is my final question. <laughs> Health equity yeah. is a real issue today, and it has a whole lot to do with those really important organs. It's not that all organs are not important, but when it comes to, like, the heart, it's right there at number one for a lot of people. So health equity has been hard to reach. Why yeah. is that? So what I would say is that it's multifactorial and um, complicated, right? So number one, we would have to look at the past and what historical trauma has done what racism in medicine has played in terms of this access to health care. I mean, there are a lot of fundamental challenges that have been happening for centuries, um, unfortunately. Um, but that being said, then what we see is unfortunately then um, we see higher rates because of some of those things, of higher rates of blood pressure, higher rates of diabetes, higher rates of high cholesterol, and then, unfortunately, delays in getting care. So um, 
I want to make sure that as all of your listeners know that race is a social construct, right? This isn't somebody's genetics that makes their heart disease worse. So being born a person of color or something doesn't make it worse because of the color of their skin, but because of the social constructs we have that we have to break down in so many different ways. Um, we got a lot of work to do, but I think if, if it's me in 2022, your best bet is to get information, to schedule a consultation with a doctor, know all of those numbers, and then put all of those lifestyle pieces into place because that certainly starts to level the playing field. Courtney Jordan Beckler, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I have really found a lot of new information for me uh, in your conversation. So thank you and keep doing the great work. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Bye now. Bye. That, uh, of course, that is Courtney Jordan Beckler. Um, if you don't understand more about the heart, be sure to ask your doctors. If the doctors are not answering those questions for you, go higher. Go higher because we have to have the information in order for us to do better for ourselves. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you got a lot from Courtney Jordan Beckler's um, interview. She's the medical director of health equity and health promotion for the Heart Institute. Institute Foundation. My goodness, a whole lot of people that I know uh, are dealing with different challenges with their heart. And my dear friend Patty Peterson has survived it beautifully in the sense that she has lived a rich life. She makes sure that she is conscious of her health. Um, she has always been conscious of her health. And that is a good thing. So many of us just kind of blow things off or just go, oh, it's like she said, digestion. But one thing she did mention, and I didn't bring it up again, was stress. Stress will kill you. Let me say that one more time. Stress will kill you. Oh, let me sing it. Stress will kill you. Seriously. I learned that years ago in my youth, around 22 to 27, when I was having children. I had my first child at 24 and my second one at 27. And stress will kill you. So whatever it takes for you to calm down, whatever it takes for you to let go of what's not perfect in your life, let it go and start rising up. Let your heart heal you. Let your heart heal you and help it to do that by releasing the stress. Jonathan, can I ask you a question? Sure. Are you there? Okay. You know that a lot of African-American men do not like doctors, don't want to go to the hospital, right? And I get it. They've had a reason to do to feel like that. Um, do you have no problem going if you feel like something is, is bothering you and you don't know what it is? Do oh, you just I, go? I am the stereotype. That is, yeah, I'm the stereotype. I need to go to the hospital more often, to the doctor's offices, especially as I'm now getting into my 40s and uh, I need to get a regular regimen of going to the doctor and going to some of these other medical specialists. So, no, I, I, unfortunately, in this scenario, I play the stereotype. Wow, that's unfortunate. Do you think you can change it? Uh, yes, I, I think I can. I need to... to, to, um, to? I need to get the will to do it. I need to drive myself to do it. 
Okay, I accept that, and please do, because, you know, we need you around, and I know that your family would love for you to be here for a long time, you know, well into your 80s. And although the the numbers for African-American men have gone up some, the longevity, um, it's not enough. We still have to really look out for the men, and the men have to look out for themselves. Just like the women, we don't have any problem except those mammograms. I don't even want to talk about it. It just makes me want to cry, man. It just makes me want to cry. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.